0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. In July 2018, St. Louis celebrated the end of a massive construction project. We're talking, of course, about City Arch River. The $380 million project connected the Gateway Arch with the rest of downtown and the river. It created parkland where once there was a parking garage, and it brought new improvements and increased size. To the museum. But the result was not an increase in visits. Instead, the number of people visiting the arch grounds has actually fallen since the period before the renovations began. That's according to an in depth story published last week in the St. Louis Business Journal. The story is by Jacob Kern. He's the Business Journal- Journal's economic development editor, and he's here today to discuss the story with us. So, Jacob, welcome back to the show. Hi there. So backers of the renovations had anticipated a big bump in attendance, but that didn't really happen. What did the numbers show?
1: Well, the numbers from the National Park Service showed that in the year after, um, the full year after the ribbon cutting, so that would have been last year, 2019, their numbers were that there were a little bit over 2 million visits. The year before the groundbreaking on the project, there were about 2.5. So we kind of have a little bit of a difference there.
0: And how did that differ from the projections of what they had been hoping we would get after putting all this work in?
1: Well, the, the genesis for this story in a way was that I had remembered that, you know, uh, the backers of City Arch River in pitching taxpayers to get involved in this project had made all kinds of predictions. So um, they hired a downtown firm called Development Strategies, City Arch River did. And the study that they produced said that in the two years after that the arch would reopen, we would see a 25 to 33 percent bump in attendance, and that after that, we would see a 15 to 25 percent bump kind of stabilize going forward.
0: So they expected a big bump right after this thing reopened. Correct. Okay. So some surprising numbers there. Well, we're also joined today by somebody who can help us understand these even more, and that's Mike Ward. He's superintendent of the Gateway Arch National Park. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. So Jacob's story drew a bit of pushback on social media from people who insisted they go to the <laughs> Archgrounds all the time and they couldn't possibly have yeah. been counted. So walk us through, how do you even get these numbers that Jacob based his story on? Yeah,
2: so that's a really good question. Um, the first set of parameters is the folks that actually um, enter the new visitor center and walk through security. Um, ever since 9-11, we're Icon Park, so we have to screen everyone. So. The screen um, machines actually count how many people are getting screened in a day. Um, What gets added to that at that point is 0.25% or a quarter of that, um, which is supposed to um, take care of how many people are on the grounds in that same given day. Um, And then on top of that, the old courthouse, which is part of the park also, um, is uh, is, uh, collected throughout the day by staff through a hand clicker. And then that becomes the the number that is uh, our total visits for. And we're talking
0: apples to apples here. This is how you did it before the renovations. That's correct. Doing it. That's correct.
2: That's correct. Yeah, there have been multiple versions over time, but um, you know, for uh, I think believe. Early before 2000, I think we switched to this method, and that's how we've been counting ever since then. So.
0: so, many of us were very surprised by the numbers in Jacob's story. Were you surprised by these numbers?
2: No, and I think I think the only difference um, was that we believe that there's still a little bit of more time needed, and um, you know what we hear on a daily basis and what we see from visitors um, still struggling to find the entrance or still calling and asking if we're open yet has a little bit to do with that, and I think. Um, you know, it's going to take a little bit more time, but we're we're not nervous about the the numbers at this point.
0: So you think, rather than this being something that would have fueled a lot of visits, that maybe all these years of being closed actually led to maybe still a decrease that we need to come out of.
2: We do, and I think one thing that that uh, we haven't discussed at this point, um, even when we talked um, with Jacob earlier, is the the construction schedule was um, extended quite a bit based on issues that occurred very complex um, project um, some unforeseen site conditions that added a great deal of time so there was a lot that was added to that time period and people continue to wait during that time period and I think anytime um, you add length to anything like the study that was done in 2013 that Jacob's referring to and and then the completion that that's going to cause a little bit of time to get uh, to get healed.
0: We did have a question from a listener on Twitter, uh, his uh-huh. name is Travis, and he says, he's uh, referring to that $380 million figure that I keep throwing around and, and <laughs> Jacob threw around. He's wondering, does that include the incredible improvements to Luther, Ely, Smith Square and Keener Plaza?
2: It does, and it also includes the riverfront.
0: Okay, so we yeah. got more than just what happened on the direct arch grounds out of that Yeah, and, the,
2: and I think it's important to note that the taxpayer involvement in that has more to do with the operation and maintenance over over time through the Prop P, where 250 of that 380 million was donations from from folks in st louis so um a lot of private investments. absolutely absolutely so um you know the the operation and maintenance costs associated with the new assets is what the taxpayers are paying for and that goes a long way towards the visitor experience that we're trying to give which is a much better experience and that's what the taxpayers dollars are going to
0: we're wondering if you're listening, if you want to join our conversation, have you visited the Arch since the renovations and would you encourage out of towners to do the same? You can give us a call at 314 382 8255. That's 382 TALK. Or You can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at STLpublicradio.org. Uh, Jacob Kern, I'm wondering your story. What kind of reaction did you hear from people in the community?
1: Actually, I got more reaction from this story than any in a long time. People care about the arch. (laughs) People care about the arch, and they I I think it it sort of symbolizes St. Louis in a way, so it was kind of a gut punch of a story in some ways. Um, One thing that people kept mentioning over and over in emails was this idea that I have nowhere to park now at the arch because... There was a parking garage that, as part of this project, was taken down. Um, I, I found that fascinating because there are certainly parking garages that aren't really that much further, if at all, uh, from the grounds. You know, uh,
0: people maybe just don't know where to find them. Is they're so used to going to this garage that's not there anymore? Mike, do you hear this from people that parking we, is holding them back?
2: We do, and I think that's uh, you know the. The legs of the arch being an exit now, not an entrance, and the parking garage that was there for so long—you know—it created a culture. Um, the just so folks know, the parking garages are all listed on on websites as as uh, garages that are close by. They meet certain security re- requ- requirements, lighting, and things like that. So there's an entire list on a any of the websites of our partners or the National Park Service that gives you that information. So people can find this info. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: I want to go to the phone lines. Max is calling from Veronica Park. Um, Max, you're on St. Louis on the air. Well,
3: you know, we don't have a whole lot of time to talk. I'm I'm one of those people who think the parking garage should have been kept. If anything, you should have uh, added more levels to it. And you could have killed the top of it for more space, but I didn't want to get into that. One of the criticisms, and I don't know that this is going to get people down there, but it would be a service to the tourists and citizens alike. One of the criticisms, there's nothing to eat on the arch. Uh, uh, actually,
2: actually, there is
0: now. Uh, Mike would like to, to address <laughs> that. Mike Ward, what's it?
2: That, that was actually addressed in the, in the the in the project. And so we have carts during the summer that sell things like hot dogs, Um, uh, lemonade, sodas, and also there is a a concessioner in the Arch now operating the Arch Cafe that has uh, all kinds of wonderful food, including... Uh, uh, St. Louis based food like toasted ravioli and things like that so, it okay. hasn't
0: so So Max that sounds like that may have been a concern at one point but the, the P- National Park Service is on it yeah. So um, We also did hear on Facebook from Robert Glick he writes I love the museum I went two days in a row after first seeing the outstanding exhibits I believe ample parking if it is such needs to be emphasized <laughs> along with the hours which are sufficient in my opinion I personally suggest um, attending to hometowners and visitors Christy wrote visited the museum once since the arch grounds overhaul it was wonderful but it's a one and done for me until the family from out of town visits mike how much are you counting on um we hometown people to make return visits
2: we're we're counting on that a lot to be honest with you and i think the the numbers that we had um recently were that most folks visited every 10 years and we'd like to get that down to three or three to five every 10 years yeah yeah and it's amazing how many people i meet when they tell me You know, ask me what I do. I tell them, and they're like, oh, I haven't gotten down there yet. (laughs) I need to make it down there. So um, So now's the time to go, people. It
0: would be
1: great. Yeah, it would be great.
0: And I do want to say I don't think the parking is that hard. But um, I know St. Louisans, Jacob, sometimes St. Louisans just want their parking right next door. It
1: seems like it, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's go back to the phone lines. Benjamin is calling from St. Louis. Benjamin, Hi. hi, you're on. Yeah. Yes.
3: Great. I wanted to share that, you know, I always enjoyed visiting the Arch. I thought that the, you know, old-school documentary you could see beforehand really, you know, made me appreciate it more. But the museum was pretty limited, not very modern. And I went to the Arch recently, and it was an amazing experience. The museum just has so many incredible exhibits, so much more modern historical perspective and architectural perspective found it really engaging the food was great the parking was cheap and close by um and the lines to get on the tram um you know moved pretty quickly so overall i had a great experience i'm really glad that people of st louis invested in it and uh you know it's something i whenever i have a friend come in town i definitely recommend that they do and i i think we can see people like it too because they you know you have to book decently in advance, hours in advance, to make sure you get a ticket. So I'm I'm glad that other people are appreciating it as well.
0: Uh, Benjamin, thank you for that. And that's some nice high praise, Mike.
3: Yeah, it is. Thank you, Benjamin.
0: Jacob, you also interviewed the backers of this project, some of the people who would put in all this private investment and put so much work into making this happen. What did they say about the numbers that you reported on?
1: Well, I think similarly to Mike, they've said that, um, you know, that they weren't surprised and that they um, thought that the investment was worth it. Susan Trotman at Great Rivers Greenway, the tr- the trail district, I think interestingly, and, and like Mike too, said, we don't think that enough time has passed really to judge the numbers sufficiently. I'd push back a little bit on that because um, there seems to be a little bit of a double standard, if you will, because when it came time to get taxpayers involved, it was that the two years immediately after we would see this big jump but now that
0: now they're kind of changing now, too, now now
1: it's that well we need more time so that's it's sort of interesting another thing that we heard from people in sort of the reaction to the article was about um just downtown in general mm-hmm. in, in, in you had mentioned the food but in that maybe there's not enough to do or that maybe there's the restaurants there's not enough around there. People
0: just don't find downtown as, as compelling as as those of us who are boosters of it would hope they do. Is is that the problem? Well,
1: it could be. I mean, one of the things that Otis Williams, the, the development agency chief, had mentioned was that um, a couple of new plans uh, involving downtown will be coming soon. There's one from downtown STL where they're hoping to sort of activate uh, pedestrian traffic more. And then there's a comprehensive economic development strategy coming from the city. So I don't think it's any, I don't think that it's really any Secret or going out too much on a limb to say that our downtown has not kept up with peers, mm-hmm. and that that could be a part of what's happening here.
0: So hopefully, some of these projects for downtown may boost attendance to the Arch. And and Mike, I know that um, you'd talked about some of the initiatives that you're hoping can boost attendance too. And, and we're out of time today, but we'll make sure to include those on our website sure. on the story about this conversation. So um, there's definitely plans afoot to bring more people <laughs> down there, and we'll hope that those of you listening will be among them. So Jacob Curt at the Saint Louis Business Journal. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks. And Mike Ward, superintendent of the Gateway Arch National Park. Thank you so much for being here.
2: I appreciate you.
0: This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.